So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So you might be interested in AI and you might also be interested in self-driving cars and or autonomous cars or cars driven by AI. Basically, some sort of, not really, but some sort of. And this might be then an episode for you since it is all about self-driving cars and AI and why it isn't the case at this point in time. And it is an article by the ideas.head.com site. And uh, yeah, there's always more after the intro. As every day. As every day. And I'm do just, I do just really need my anti-echo blanket because I have realized that there's quite some echo there. And um, I'm actually going through an article since there is also another episode of today where I'm talking about some Reddit questions and I didn't really want to go through just the exact same thing twice a day. Um, I could, like it's, it's not really about me, but I do kind of feel like that there is some value in this particular episode or in this particular article and there's also some value in the other episode with the Reddit question. So I don't know, you know, I don't know. The thing is, if you want to actually listen to this as a podcast, since it is actually a podcast, then please go down into the description because there should be the link to the podcast and this link should also lead you to a page where you can also choose which platform to listen on because you might be listening it on Spotify or you might be listening your podcasts on just Spotify normally and or Apple Podcast or, or Stitcher or Castbox or whatever it might be. My podcast is also there, at least I hope, you know, it's it's basically everywhere, but but I don't know. Like most people are listening to podcasts actually on Apple Podcasts, which is pretty interesting since it's also been one of the first platforms that somehow had podcasts. And um, but yeah, that's it with my announcement. And if you actually have some questions for me, please just write them down into the comments and or if you're on the podcast and you're just listening to me, hit me up on social media. Um, just Google or type in Christopher Walker, Walker Christopher, just one way or the other way. And there's probably going to be me. And there you can just ask me a question. I'm probably going to feature it on the podcast. You know, I would really appreciate that. I would really do. So it's basically a win-win situation. I'm winning because I get content and you're winning because I'm actually able to answer your question. If this is something that you want to have, I don't know by now, but it's probably going to come the time. I at least hope somehow. I at least hope. But yeah, as you can see in the background, here's the article from the ideas.head.com site. I don't know if I'm going to go through the whole one or if I'm going to read the whole one since reading isn't like one of the things that I'm particularly good at. And I do not want to disturb the whole experience of the episode by reading really miserably. 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 I don't know. You probably know what I mean. (laughs) My God. So tech, it is from the tech category. Many of us thought we would be riding in the AI-driven cars by now. So what's happened? And this is an article published on November the 6th, 2019 by Janelle Shane. And there is a pretty nice picture once again. It's, well, it's, it's more like more or less an illustration, but still pretty nice. We've been told that AI-driven cars would soon be all over our roads, but where are they? Writer Chanel Shane explains how our world with all its unpredictable challenges, things like pedestrians, sinkholes and kangaroos, are testing the capabilities of the most advanced artificial intelligence. Car manufacturers know there is a huge amount of interest in AI-driven cars. 
many people would love to automate the task of driving because they find it tedious or at times impossible. A competent AI driver would have lightning fast reflexes and would never weave or drift in its lane and would never drive aggressively actually. Yeah, this is actually what I think, well, an AI, an AI driver would never get tired and could take the wheel for endless hours while we humans nap or party in your car. <laughs> yeah, possibly, of course, you can do that. If it is something that works for you, then please do that. Um, uh, first of all, I, I don't really know, since I guess I don't know when we are actually capable of really trusting in our car so that we can actually nap while we are driving, all those things. I'm not quite sure about that. I'm not quite sure when this is going to happen or when we actually have the trust in our, in our cars and also in the artificial intelligence that we are actually going to nap while the fucking car is driving. Because I think it's, it's probably going to take some time until then. Because we are not really at this stage right now. You know, of course, we have self-driving cars and they work pretty fine, I have to say. Really fine. And there have also been just some accidents, unfortunately. But um, these are some things we learn of or learn from, hopefully, at least these manufacturers or these manufacturers of those cars. Um, but I, I totally believe that people are really looking forward to it. I have never been driving a car. I'm not having a driver's license. I'm 18 years old. In Austria, it's actually the case that you usually... So you can do or make your or get your driver's license by, I think it's, it's, it's 18 because you can start doing it by 17 and then you're going to get it by, by 18, just on your 18th birthday, basically. But you could also just do it the normal quote-unquote way and do it after, if, um, after you've had your 18th birthday and then you can just somehow do your license and then you get it and whatnot. I haven't done that. And it is actually one of the things that I'm not really looking forward to doing just because it's like such a tedious task and it's just a, such a thing because of all the learning that it is involved and I'm really not looking forward to that. I really am not looking forward to that. I just uh, hope that I'm going to just do it the first time, you know, that I'm going to pass the first time and everything is fine so that I not have to do it just once again just because this also costs more money and in general getting your fucking driver's license is such an expensive thing. I can somehow understand that that the government is trying to just pull in a lot of money through these things, but it's just such a lot. It's like 2k or something. So between like 1k and 2k, and this is way too much in my point of view for just a license. Of course, you can drive, and you're potentially also going to be a dangerous object on a road for other people, which somehow could be an explanation for why it is so expensive. Somehow, maybe, but yeah, let's see. While AI doesn't. Uh, does need huge volumes of data to program and guide it, that shouldn't be a problem. We can accumulate lots of example data by, by paying human drivers to drive around for millions of miles and we can easily build virtual driving sim simulations so that the AI can test and refine its strategies in sped up time. Which is actually something that I've never been thinking about, but it is actually possible and it is actually a pretty cool way. The memory requ requirement for driving are modest too. Um, this moment, steering and velocity don't depend on things that happened five minutes ago. Navigation takes care of planning for the future. Road hazards like pedestrians and wildlife come and go in a matter of seconds. Finally, controlling a self-driving self car is so difficult that we don't have other good solutions. AI is the solution that's gotten us the furthest so far. And I would say so. I do not know if Tesla is actually implementing AI or if it is some, some other technology. I don't actually know that, but um, 
something that I'm actually seeing is that AI is such a dominant and prominent word in this day and age. Like it's 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 really interesting, at my point of view. That, and by the way, I'm very sorry if I'm having some watery, kind of fl fluidly, not fluently, but fluidly speaking. Just because, as you can see here, this, these are my oats. It's like a kilo, I guess. A kilo of oats with uh, raisins and apple and a little bit of orange juice since I didn't have any other fruits than one apple and those raisins. But I do not really count those raisins as fruits because, like, you know, I haven't had to cut them. And, and there's also some, some nuts in there. Just because I thought, like, well, I do really hope that it just makes it the whole thing tastes a little bit better, you know, because the thing is, you always need some acidity. As, is it acidity? Uh, is like, acid on acidity. I don't know if, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, but if you're having some acid in your fucking oats, in terms of some sour apples, something else that is really juicy, but also sour, like a lemon, orange, and whatnot, it makes the whole thing taste way, 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 way better. And it is also the exact same case with your tomato sauce, as I think. You know, this is also one of the reasons why you're using wine to cook, since there is some sort of acid there, but it is also sweet, you know. If you're using actually vinegar or something that's really acidic, then it's uh, like, it could happen that you're just pouring way too much, even though you kind of feel like, okay, it is quite okay if I'm pouring that much vinegar into my sauce, and then the whole sauce tastes like fucking vinegar. That's not nice, it happened to me. Not really nice, it fucked up all my fucking noodles back then. And it, it really pissed me off, to be honest. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, acidity is always, at least at my point of view, at least was, uh, as I have experienced things, it's always making things a little tiny bit better. But yeah, let's actually see, let's actually move on a little bit. Um, yet it's an open question whether driving is a narrow enough problem to be solved with today's AR, AI or whether it will require something more. So far, AI-driven cars have proved themselves able to drive millions of miles on their own, and some companies report that a human has been needed to intervene on test drivers only once every few thousand or so miles. But it is that rare. But it's that rare need for intervention, however, that is pro proving though to eliminate fully. I don't know what I just read. Therefore, I'm not going to read it any longer. Humans have needed to rescue the AI of self-driving cars from a variety of situations um, like saw overhanging branches as an obstacle, got confused about which lane another car was in, decided that the intersection had too many pedestrians for it to handle, didn't see a car exiting a parking garage and uh, didn't see a car that pulled out in front of it. Like it, at this point of time, it is a little bit dangerous, I have to say. At least at my point of view. Even though I have never I have never been driving a car and I've also never been driving with a self-driving car. I've been driving in a car, but I haven't been driving. But I haven't been driving with a self-driving car. And I don't even... I think it's, it's not even possible in Austria. It is like always a little bit fucked up. Like so many things aren't working in Austria. Like uh, I think Instagram music, the integration where you can also see the lyrics and all those shit... It's not working in Austria because they kind of feel like, well, nah, it's okay if it is not working. And I'm always fucking seeing the fucking people that are using that. Like, okay, you know, this is not available in your country. Well, thanks. <laughs> A little rant, actually. Another failure accident also occurred due to an obstacle in 
identification error. In that 2016 case, a driver used Tesla's autopilot feature on city streets instead of the highway driving that it had been intended for. A truck crossed in front of the car and the autopilot's AI failed to brake because it didn't register the truck as an obstacle that needed to be avoided. According to an analysis by Mobileye, which is designed uh, which designed the collision avoidance system, the systems had been designed for highway driving, so it had been trained only to avoid rear end collisions. And that is it. Had slowly been trained for blah, 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 blah. Yeah, which is fucked up. This is one of the reasons why you should never use, like, of, like, you know, of course it works in some way. You know, of course when you're using it, it's gonna work in some way, but it's not gonna work fully, you know, because it was intended to be used on a fucking highway and not in the fucking city. But I can understand people that are using it in the city because, like, it's it's convenient. It is nice. It, it feels cool, I guess. And it's, like, you can drink your coffee and you can play with your phone and whatnot, I assume. And But but it's fucked up. AI cars have encouraged, encountered many other unusual situations. When Volkswagen, since it's actually a, a German name, <laughs> tested its AI in Australia for the first time, they discovered it was confused by kangaroos. Apparently, it had never been... It had never before encountered anything that hopped. Yeah, this is something that um, I, w that people could have thought of, I guess. The thing is, these are just some things that nobody thinks of. Nobody would actually th feel like that, okay, just because the kangaroo is just hopping around, it's gonna be a problem for our fucking AI system. But it is, which is really interesting. Given the variety of things that can happen on a road, parades, escaped emus, downed electric lines, emergency signs with unusual instructions, lava and sinkholes. Lava holes? Um, it's inevitable that something will occur that an AI never saw in training. It is a tough problem to make an AI that can deal with something completely unexpected. It cannot, because it has to learn things. And if there is something unexpected, only a human being can intervene, because AI can't think, basically. It's only doing tasks only doing tasks it can't think this is one of the reasons why it can't deal with unexpected things unless it is actually something that learned it i don't know if this is something that we are able to do or they are able to do to just learn that if there's something that you haven't learned that you should just break i don't know i might actually be not that not that 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 difficult actually like it's an an, an if thing if code like if something is happening that you have never been seen before something that's just doesn't make any sense, please break. I don't know if this would hurt actually the whole system, like that it is always going to break fully just in the middle of a road and you're going to just actually have an accident by somebody driving just on the fucking, uh, what is it called, like the back of your car? I don't know. But yeah, so here are different autonomy levels of self-driving cars. Ah, really interesting. Zero, no automation. A Model T Ford qualifies for this level. <laughs> Car has fixed speed, cruise control at most. You're driving the car. The end of the story. Then one driver assistance. Car has adaptive cruise control or lane keeping technology. Something that most modern cars have. Some part of you is driving. So it's not only you that is just doing everything, but there is some sort of technique that is helping you. I wonder if the thing that is actually making your wheels go way further even though you're not just using your wheel that much, if this is also some sort of assistant, like it's probably driver's assistance, like, like in the older cars, you always had to just use your fucking wheel, like, I don't know, 
you always had to just uh, wheel it. Is it actually wheel? Like, I, I, I don't know. You have to just use it and use it and use it. And in the newer cars, you do not have to use it as much since there is some sort of a way to just turn your wheel a little bit, but your axis actually turns way more than you turn your wheel, if you understand what I mean. The second thing is, or the second step or the second level of thing is partial automation. Car can maintain distance and follow the road, but driver must be ready to take over when needed. The third one is conditional automation. Car can drive by itself in some conditions, maybe in traffic jam mode or highway mode. Driver is rarely needed, but must be ready at all times to respond. Fourth is high automation. Car doesn't need a driver when it is on controlled routes. Sometimes a driver can go back. Driver can go in back and nap. On other routes, car still needs a driver. I see. And then full automation. Car never needs a driver. Car might not even have wheels and paddles. Driver can back can go back to sleep. Car has it all under control. As of now, when a car's AI gets confused, it disengages. It's suddenly hands controlled back to the human behind the wheel. Automation level 3 or conditional automation is the highest level of car autonomy commercially available today. In Tesla's autopilot mode, for example, the car can drive for hours unguided, but a human driver can be called to take over at any moment. So you actually have to be there to also do so. And if you're not doing so, then it's going to be a fucked up situation. The problem with this level of automation is that the human had, had better be behind the wheel and paying attention, not in the backseat decorating cookies. I would say so. But humans are very, very bad at being alert after boring hours of idly watching the road. Human rescue is often a decent uh, option for bridging the gap between the AI performance we have and the performance we need. But humans are pretty bad at rescuing self-driving cars. So yeah, um, the link to this article is going to be down in the description. So if you want to check it out on your own as well, then please check it out. You know, because it is actually pretty cool. And there are also always some other articles that might be interesting to you in the very bottom of the whole article, like three ways that tech helps me handle my anxiety and depression. Or can you teach a computer to be funny? Which is actually having a great animation there, but wow. Uh, was this poem written by a computer or human? And these six pioneering women helped create modern computers, which is amazing. You know, which is always amazing to hear from women in history. And they actually did something really amazing and nobody heard of that. It pisses me off. It's, ex the, it's actually the exact same thing with uh, Marcel Duchamp, um, who has been an France or is it like, ah, fuck, France, uh, an artist from France. And um, he actually, I don't know if you know the toilet, but if you actually type in Marcel Duchamp, then uh, like that, then the toilet has to be there somewhere. Um, it seems like, yeah, okay, it's post-impressionism. Yeah, looks pretty cool. I like that. I really like that. Um, it's also, it just also reminds me of something else that I have seen up to this point, but I'm not quite sure what it is all about. But yeah, there is the toilet. Fontaine, photographed by Alfred Stiglitz or Stiglitz. Uh, Dada or da Dadaism was an art movement of the European avant-garde in the early 20th century. It began in Zurich, Switzerland in 1960, spreading to Berlin shortly thereafter. The quote, Dona Butz, the language of art knowledge. And then there is a quote. Um, it's basically just art because it was in an art museum. There is no other reason why, just because it is actually a toilet and or fontaine 
I think it is as well. I don't know. And it has a um, signature on it from Marcel. It's actually not from Marcel Duchamp, which is the funny thing. And people actually also say that this whole thing and or this whole idea isn't even from Marcel Duchamp. It's actually from a woman, I guess. But I don't remember that. Therefore, I'm just I'm just pointing it out so that you can do the research as well. But yeah. Um, I guess it's actually going to be the end, of the, the end of the episode since I've been recording like this the third episode, yeah. But yeah, um, I wish you the best health of happiness and all success and I also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered which basically means that you're going to be a nice person and also being remembered as a nice person since this is something that we all can totally do. The problem is that we have 7.7 billion people on this planet and not everyone's going to like you and some people are even going to hate you. And three other questions that I'm hoping you to ask yourself are... Why are you here? What are you trying to change? And what is bothering you the most? And those three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea since a lot of companies actually started out with fixing something that pissed, especially the founders, really, really, really off. And there's probably also something that really pisses you off as well. Something that you might be encountering even every single day. You know, we all have some sort of these things that really piss, off, piss us off. But yeah, I'm going to see you the next time. I at least hope. So please subscribe and or stay subscribed or, or follow the podcast wherever you are. It would be nice. You know, I would really appreciate that. i see you the next time.